What is up, everybody? Thank you for listening to another episode of Nostalgia. And now, as always, it is your host, Kelly. And let me tell you guys, I had quite the weekend. Like, I feel like I haven't had a wild weekend in a very long time. Even, like, my birthday weekend, it was just kind of like, yeah, you know, we got pretty drunk and did karaoke, then I was home in bed by 9. Now, that has kind of been my story since, you know, beginning of COVID, right? Like, I was talking to my brother... And I said to him, I was like, I feel like COVID changed my personality. Like I used to be able to go out, I would be able to talk to anybody. But after being like (laughs) basically cut off from the world for two months, and I know I was lucky, I was able to go back into the office after two months. And I know a lot of people were locked down and are still in lockdown. But but yeah, I feel like it changed me a lot and like kind of made me an unhappy person. Because before that, you know, things would definitely get to me. But I tried really hard to stay more positive, even though I will never say that I've been like the most positive person, I will say I try to make things a little bit more positive. But anyway, I do think my personality changed to a point, especially when I'm out in public, I used to be able to talk to anybody. So I'm gonna tell you about my weekend. I know sometimes my stepmom listens to the podcast, so please just fast forward or don't get mad at me. One of the two, you can, I'm telling you right now, Karen, if you're listening, just like skip ahead or you can never bring this up when you see me. (laughs) So Thursday, I ended up getting drinks with someone who I worked at, at the marketing agency before I was let go. And I was telling her about like how crazy I was in my early 20s and how I had all this confidence. And maybe I wasn't super, super confident in my looks, but I still went out. I still had fun. I still talked to guys. I still talked to girls. I still talked to whoever, like just had a blast no matter what. And it has been so long since I felt like that. I will say probably even a few months before COVID really hit. No, that's a lie. I would say just before COVID. So what's that, 18 months, however fucking long we've been in this hellscape. But anyway, she was like, come to my house. I'm having a little party on Saturday, this past Saturday. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going. So my friend and I show up and it's not a cookout. There's no food. (laughs) So I did not eat a lot before I went, but they did order us pizzas, very kind of them. And it's about six, like people are starting to leave. And my old coworker comes out. She's like, I just took Molly. And I looked at her, I was like, do you have any more? And she's like, yeah, do you want some? And in that moment, I made a choice. And my choice was to do Molly for the first time in like nine years. Now, I have not been a big party drug person. It's just, it's not me. It's never been me, you know? And I don't judge anybody. If you do Coke on the weekends, if you do Molly, whatever you do, like that's your choice. But for me, it's just never been my thing. Except on Saturday, it was. Basically, I popped a Molly. I was sweating. (laughs) But I felt so euphoric and it was just almost like a reset. I almost feel like it was like a reset for my body. You know, I was dancing in a kitchen with like strobe lights and a DJ and there were severe thunderstorms going on. And then I just like stood outside in the rain and watched the thunder and just had a good fucking time. I think I tried to kiss two people. My bad, guys. I'm sorry. Everybody was rolling. So I'm really hoping nobody remembers that. It was just, it was in the moment, you know, you have some Molly, whatever. But I did forget how bad the come down from Molly was. When I tell you, <laughs> hangovers are bad. Coming down off Molly is fucking brutal. And I completely forgot. Because like I said, last time I did it, I was like 20 or 21, maybe 22. I can't remember. But it was just like, holy shit. I got a text from one of my friends. He was like, I really hope that the come down doesn't hit you too hard. I was like, what do you mean? And then my other friend texted me and she was like, good luck trying to eat these kinds of foods. And I was just like, holy shit. (laughs) 
So I was basically bedridden on Sunday because as a 30-year-old, taking Molly for the first time in a decade really was rough for me. Um, I will say that my friend's boyfriend drove me home, like in my car, and she followed him. She wasn't, she was not doing Molly at the time, but he drove me home. And I'm like, I'm just going to sit in my car. And I'm glad my friends trust me. They're like, okay, she's not going anywhere. Like we know she's not going to, she's not going to drive anywhere. So I'm sitting there. Again, these severe storms are still going on. Like it's very bad thunder and lightning. And I am just listening to folklore, vibing and having the best fucking time of my life. I mean, I was definitely still like, still going, still ready to go. But at the party, I was starting to get anxious. I felt like I was being annoying, which nobody likes that person, right? Nobody wants to be the person who's like, am I annoying you? I'm sorry if I'm annoying you. But I had fun. That was a fun Saturday. And I just want to tell you guys, you know, I popped a Molly for the first time in a decade and my body was definitely mad at me. But I am hoping that, you know, that was the feeling I used to have even when I didn't take Molly, right? Like, dancing with strobe lights and music and just like being around good people and having fun. It's something I've missed so fucking much. And it's a new month and I've decided not to drink as much this month. You know, since my birthday, I have drank quite a bit and I'm not proud of it. But you know, new month, new me. I'm not going to say it's like a sober month because I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to drink less, but I wouldn't call it like sober. But yeah, I feel like it's been a while since I've had a crazy story and I just wanted to share that with you guys. I'm glad that we can be together in this moment. And again, if you do party drugs, I am not judging you. I just do not know how you fucking recover because I was not well at all. And if you followed my Twitter, you know, I thought my tweets were making sense. And I went back and read them the following day. And I was like, well, in my head, those were words that should go together. (laughs) I do want to blame Lord for me taking ecstasy because I was listening to melodrama as I was getting ready and like, listening to Green Light and that song gets me going. And then Sober reminds me of when I first moved to Nashville. So I was in a mood and then I was offered that and I was like, let's fucking go. And again, I trusted these people. They seemed cool enough. So that was my weekend. I hope you guys had a nice weekend. I also want to apologize. As always, I have loud ass cats. They are in the background. Um, The elevator in my building is broken and I have some boxes that I don't want to carry down three flights of stairs because I'm afraid I will fall on my ass. I know I could cut them up and like bring them down, but I want to be lazy. I'm not going to lie. And I put all the boxes that were next to the trash in the bathroom and they're fucking having their own rave in there. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of catching up on my life. I will be going home not too, not too long. Very soon, actually. I'm really excited. I haven't been home. I guess I went home in May for a wedding, but that was just like a quick little visit. This one will be like a five day visit. Pretty quick still. I'm excited to hang out with my nieces for the day. We're going to have an auntie nieces day and it's going to be a fucking blast. I hope things have been good with you. We have quite a bit to talk about and I'm excited to get into that. Also, I just want to say thank you guys for supporting Beyond the Blinds with Troy. I've been having a lot of fun on that podcast too and seeing you guys listen and like it like just as much as you like this podcast, if not more. It's just, it's fucking awesome and I want to thank you guys for your support. So I don't know if you guys were as obsessed with Love is Blind as I was when it first came out, just before COVID actually, but I truly was obsessed with the show. I don't know if you guys remember. I deleted the highlights since because we figured out who was still together, but I like sleuthed all their Instagrams and I was like, okay, Barnett and Amber are still together. Um, Cameron and Lauren are still together. Damien and Gigi. I'm going to call her Gigi because... 
I know that I'm probably gonna like ruin her name and they call her Gigi a couple times. Maybe I'll call her G. Giannina, I think her name is. So I'm gonna call her G. So if you hear me say G, Giannina, okay? I was like, oh, they're still together, but other people aren't together. And I really like, I dove into Love is Blind head on. No doubt about that. That and Tiger King were like my drug of choice for quite some time. But they recently did a three episode reunion. And I wish that they did a whole season on these people because they are still so entertaining. I was actually surprised Diamond wasn't really in the show for too long. She was matched with that guy who came out as bisexual, I believe, and she got really upset. She felt lied to. He got really upset. And again, in this reunion, he got upset again and kind of told Lauren off and was like, I'm not going to this fucking thing. He decided he wasn't going to the reunion. Another person who was missing was Mark. So I don't know if you guys know. I'm not sure if he's had his baby, but he did get someone pregnant. I believe they're engaged now. And that's why he wasn't there. He had different priorities, but... We quickly learned during this reunion that Mark was hooking up with the girl who went by LC. Now, there's only one LC that I will recognize, but she did not give us another name. I'm just going to assume her name was Lauren. So Mark was hooking up with Lauren, but she found out that he was hooking up with other people as well. He ended up getting one of the girls pregnant, and that is that. Now, basically, as we catch up with everybody, Lauren and Cameron are still very happy They're not ready to have kids just yet. Lauren's like, maybe in another year or two, but she's really in no rush to have children at the moment. And Cameron's just like, whenever she's ready, she's the one who has to, you know, have the baby and I'm ready whenever she is type of deal. So as we go into the episode, we also meet Barnett and Amber again. And Amber is fucking bananas. I just have to throw that out there. I think Amber is a very much like, she's the kind of girl who hates other girls, right? Like she's always like, I only have guy friends. Like, you know, that's who she is as a person. And I know a lot of girls do just have guy friends. I'm not trying to just shit on, I don't know. I guess the way I said that made it very judgy, but she would be like, no, I don't get along with girls. I don't like girls. Um, But we find out that they sold Barnett's house so she could pay off her debts. I, they never said how much debt she was in, but we know it was quite a bit. And we find out that they are actually living in an apartment with a roommate. So it's the two of them and Amber's roommate. And there's really no more information other than Barnett still works and nothing from Amber. I'm guessing Amber's like an influencer. I haven't looked at her Instagram or anything. But yeah, so they live with a roommate. And Damien is hooking up with somebody from Too Hot to Handle, which is another Netflix show. And let me tell you something. I cannot stand Damien. I did not like him the original Love is Blind. I think he is such a dickwad of a human. He looks like fucking Toby from The Office. And I don't typically make fun of looks, right? I always say their personality gives you so much more to work with. But he is just such a little bitch boy. And he treats our girl G like shit. Now, I'm not saying G has been perfect, okay? I remember when she was like, you know how you say that I'm the best sex of your life? Do you ever wonder why I never say it back to you? And he's just sitting in bed like, what the fuck? Like, they just don't make sense as a couple. But they've apparently been dating on and off for the past two years until this episode. This episode, or this three episodes, I should say. We find out Damien's kind of trying to two-time G. G is still very much in love with him, wants to be with him. But she's kind of like... You know, we've been together two years and it's time to figure out what we want to do from here, where we want to go from there. 
So it's a big buildup to this reunion party, basically. And at the reunion party, we meet Jessica again. And I will say, I actually felt really bad for Jessica. I think that Jessica was going through it. She seemed really unhappy with where she was in life. And unfortunately, you know, it played out while she was drinking goblets of wine. Like, they drink so much fucking wine. But I liked Jessica in this. And one of the big things was she found out Barnett and Amber blocked her on Instagram. And Barnett's not allowed to speak to her. Amber's not allowed or doesn't allow him to talk to her. And there was at one point where Elsie was sitting with Diamond and Amber. I'm kind of jumping all over the place. I apologize. It's really hard for me to like, to like recap this because I have so many thoughts. But so I said the three girls are sitting there and Amber's close with Mark. And obviously Elsie is not because he left her. He got another girl pregnant. They were dating. And the whole time Amber's like, grow up. You need to grow up. You need to be an adult. And Elsie's just kind of like, dude, I'm not, you know, you don't need to pick sides. I'm just saying what it is. I thought we were together. And she was like, did he ever say you guys were together? No. So you need to grow up, put your big girl pants on. And Diamond's kind of like, you need to chill the fuck out. Like you're, you're out of line. And then Amber and Diamond start fighting. And Burnett, Barnett is just kind of off to the side. He's like, I'm not getting in the middle of that. So Amber is telling Elsie to grow up, right? Amber is like, hey, you need to grow up. You need to be a big girl, all this stuff. Now, Jessica basically comes with a gift, and she has one for Cameron and Lauren as well, but of course, they just show her trying to give it to Barnett and Amber. And Barnett's like, I can't talk to you. I'm not allowed to talk to you. I'll get in big trouble if I talk to you. He gets really weird, walks away. So Jessica just like puts the gift down on the table, and he walks over to Amber, and Amber's like, no, we are never going to take her gift. She is not a genuine person. This is not a genuine, kind gift. Where in my mind, I was kind of like, maybe she realizes how crazy she seemed. And maybe she was like, you know what? I'm just going to get these these anniversary gifts. You know, we all kind of went through like this crazy experiment. And yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to move on. We're going to be cool. But Amber's like, no, fuck that. You're not allowed to even look at her. And I'm kind of like, weren't you just the one telling someone to grow up, Amber? Amber drives me crazy. And I feel like Barnett is the kind of guy who's not like living life. He just lets life happen to him. Like, who knows if he's even really happy, but you know what? He's just letting life happen. He's like, whatever, I guess this is what life is. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. Damien and G got into a really big fight. She basically said that he's led her on to believe they're in a relationship. And Damien's like, I never really said that. And then the girl from Love Island, um, Too Hot to Handle, I'm Sorry, is like, wow, you guys are still a couple and like storms off. And Damien's like, this is bullshit. You know, this is all bullshit. I'm like, why Damien? Why? Because you are fucking audacity in a man. Just looking at you. I'm like, ugh. His personality is so bad. He's like a psychopath. I swear. Something about him is not right. I just, ugh. There's something about him. I just, I cannot deal with. Um, overall though, I mean, it was only three episodes. I wish it was a lot longer because I am very invested in these couples and I actually kind of forgot how invested I was <laughs> until I started watching the reunion. I was like, more, more, more. But if you have Netflix, you should definitely watch it. It's kind of chaotic. And I don't know why they don't have just like a full-time series with, with these people because they're all crazy in their own right. And I'm just glad that Cameron and Lauren are still together. They were my favorite couple and I read a couple comments. They were like, Lauren doesn't seem so into Cameron. I think Lauren might just be like an awkward person. 
maybe she's not as touchy-feely as Cameron is, or she doesn't like to be touchy-feely in front of the camera, whereas Cameron's like his hands on her ass every second, which we love, right? Like he's very affectionate to his wife, who he loves. But I just hope that Netflix does more with this cast because they are all so insane. And that is my, that is my Love is Blind um, reunion recap. So this week on the podcast, we are covering season five of The Hills, episode two. It's called Everything Happens for a Reason. And honestly, I really feel like by this point, I was checked out as an audience member. This, like, it just gets so, I don't even know, repetitive, I think. And I even find myself when it comes to like recapping the episode, I'm kind of like, I dread it almost just because it's so, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people who I've talked to about, especially like later in the series of The Hills, people like just tuned out on it. And now I kind of get it. I mean, I'm still going to, I'm going to finish up The Hills, I promise. But it's just so interesting to watch how this show that was so iconic and so full of incredible drama just went downhill so quick. And I also feel like when it comes to this season, that's when Spidey was so deep in pop culture, like on every cover of Us Magazine and, you know, OK Magazine and all of those, that I was so sick of Spidey. I don't know if you guys remember, but E! News, I think it was after The Hills ended, but they actually had a poll on whether or not they should continue to cover Spidey, and people voted no. So for years, people didn't speak about Spidey. I mean, Chelsea Handler called them herpes one and herpes two. So I feel like Spencer and Heidi, you know, 15 years ago, whenever this ended, not 15 years ago, but all those years ago, it turned me off from the show and rewatching it. I'm just so like, wow, this show did get really bad. And it's sad because in my opinion, Laguna Beach and the Hills, those shows were lightning in a bottle. Those shows don't typically happen. I know that we have had more reality shows since then, of course, but the lightning in the bottle, incredibleness that was, you know, Kristen Cavallari, Lauren Conrad, Stephen Coletti, that, and then of course, Jessica and Jason love Triangle. So I just feel like when it comes to later seasons of this show, it's so hard to watch because it's not even the same show that you fell in love with. But I just had to throw that little complaint out there about later seasons of The Hills, specifically season five. Season four, I could still get into the drama, About two episodes into season five, I'm just kind of like, I wish that they stopped before they ruined it. And of course, you guys know how I feel about Hills New Beginnings, although I feel like it has gotten better over the last few episodes. It's still just like, why did they have to push it? Why did they have to make it be like, I don't know how to explain it. You know, just let it run too long, I guess. But of course, we have previously on the hills. Thanks to Steph, Heidi showed up and, to my birthday party. Now we all have to remember that Lauren was not happy to see Heidi at her birthday party. And she was kind of like, Steph, what the fuck? We're also reminded that Spencer had a fight with Cameron, which was not uh, scripted. I think I said that last episode, but the fight with Cameron was 100% not scripted. I had to say I told you so about Spencer to Heidi. And she's like, he's an asshole. He's not a nice person. And I still agree with that. I know people disagree, which is fine. Like I said, if you like Spidey, I'm not someone who's going to be like, well, you're wrong because of A, B, and C, because I don't think I'd change your mind anyway. But Heidi was going to have to get to the bottom of it herself, meaning about the fight, about flirting with Stacy and all of that. 
So we start the episode off at Steph's apartment, and I will say, I feel like Steph is one of the only people who can go toe-to-toe with Spencer. I think Stephanie Pratt gets under uh, Spencer's skin like nobody else, and she's not really afraid of him. I feel like sometimes people are nervous to say their thoughts about Spencer because they're worried about the reaction, whereas Stephanie's just like, he's already mean as shit to me. It can't get any worse. But like I said, we're at Steph's apartment, and Spencer walks in. He's very upset, and Spencer's like, it's totally uncool that you took Heidi to Lauren's party when she wasn't even invited. I didn't blindfold her. She wanted to go. And just because she went to Lauren's birthday party, it doesn't mean that you can hit on a bartender. Where do you get off reading a text message without checking with me? So you go to a bar, get drunk, and punch someone, and it's my fault? What if he was lying and making up the whole thing? But he wasn't lying, Steph says. And then Spencer just goes, that, that's not the point. Who does that to their brother? Remember loyalty. It's all about loyalty with Spencer but only when he wants it, right? Like, I feel like he has shit on Stephanie enough for her to be like, I'm not going to be loyal to you. And Steph's like, I, that is so old. I'm so sick of hear, hearing you talk about loyalty. I'm going to stop calling you a sister. Well, I'm going to stop calling you a good guy to Heidi because you suck. Ooh, burn. When she said that, I was kind of like, ooh. And Spencer just goes, don't talk to Heidi. And Steph's like, you have no friends. All you have is Heidi. Nobody cares about you, only Heidi. She kind of lays into him because I feel like they were so codependent, Spencer and Heidi, and they're still very codependent. And that is a toxic relationship, if you ask me. If all they do is spend time with each other 24-7, I feel like that's kind of not healthy. Maybe I'm wrong because I've never been in a relationship like that, but I do feel like that is a very big red flag. She says he will be single and he's like, figure your life out before you start talking about my life. And he leaves. But while he leaves, you kind of see Stephanie's counter and she has like every single condiment out. And I was just, it caught my eye. I was like, why does she have mayo, mustard and ketchup out? Like, what is she making? And I love that that's what catches my eye. Just like a bunch. Oh, and she also has ranch out as well. But when I was watching, I was like, what is that? (laughs) So then we are at the Lauren's house and Lauren and Audrina are hanging out in the kitchen. I don't really expect birthday presents. So whenever I see a birthday present, I'm like, oh, Lauren says. And I think at the time she was like 23 or 24. And I actually really agree with that. I feel like this year I got some presents. I wasn't expecting it the year before. Like I have great friends here in Nashville. They send me little things. My best friends back home send me gifts. But I'm always shocked when I get them because at this point, I'm like, oh, like I don't really get birthday presents. I'll get a check from my parents. And like, I'm happy with that. So whenever I see an actual present, I'm always like, ooh, what is this? Lo walks into the kitchen and she was like, have fun last night. And Lo does a little chuckle. But by the way, Lauren is wearing her side braid, which we love. And I kind of want to try that. My hair is kind of long enough to give it a go. I think I am going to try the Lauren side bang at some point. But she just says, she's like, you know, I'm glad that everyone that I love got together. She didn't really say anything about Heidi. But Lo just goes, do you like that your party was on a boat? It was a good good idea in theory. And then Audrina just goes, you were crying for half the time on the boat. What'd you do on your birthday? Cry, Lauren says in response. And I'm going to play an audio clip, just kind of a conversation between Lauren, Lowe, and Audrina, and I do apologize. Whenever I do audio clips, Gail thinks it's her time to shine. I think it's because I'm standing up and she wants treats or something, but you do hear cat meowing, and I do apologize. But I'm going to play the audio clip in three, 
two, one. Heidi, shut up. Oh, man. You guys were, like, reminiscing back in the day. No, we weren't reminiscing. Does someone explain to me how that came to be? I feel like she invented I'm sure Stephanie is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Lauren's party tonight. I just don't want to be put in that situation because it makes me upset. Oh, we didn't put you in that situation. We put me on a damn boat. You know, we had a good guest list minus the one. The one. Mm-hmm. But I actually agree. Like, Lauren kind of gets an attitude with Lo and Audrina, and they're like, we didn't bring Heidi. And she's like, but it was on a boat. Who cares if it's on a boat? Grow up. You grew up in Laguna. I'm sure you've been on plenty of party boats. <laughs> but obviously, Stephanie ruined the night. But I do like how she was like, we were not reminiscing. And yeah. So the next scene, we see Heidi walking down the street, and she actually walks into the bar, The Dime, which is, of course, where all the drama went down with Spencer flirting with Stacy, and she goes in there to talk to Stacy. She's like, hi, um, my fiancé is here. Do you remember Spencer Pratt? Oh, the fighter, Stacy says, like, with a big smile. And Heidi starts asking if he was flirting with her. I mean, I would care. I don't know. He, he had a girl. I didn't know he had a girlfriend. And what does Stacy say? Stacy says, I mean, I would care. I didn't know he had a girlfriend, but he asked me to dance on the bar. And Heidi's like, what? What? He did what? And then he was like, what can I do to make you dance on this bar? And Heidi's jaw drops, like, to the ground. It's, it's a gif. I've seen the gif. But, like, her jaw's like, oh, my God. But Heidi is so upset by this information. I wouldn't be happy if my boyfriend or, or man I was going to marry acted that way. Stacy says with, like, a big smile. And then Stacy says he's lying to her and he was flirting, which she isn't into. Stacy was like, I would never sleep with Spencer Pratt. Never. I mean, I'll flirt with him for a storyline, but that's about it. Um, So yes, Heidi gets the confirmation that Spencer was in fact flirting with Stacy, the bartender, and that she should be very, very upset about it because Stacy told her to be upset. Now at the Spidey apartment, Spencer walks in. He's like, hello, darling, as he does basically every single time he walks into the house. And Heidi looks really upset, and she tells him that she talked to Stacy. And Spencer just sits down. He starts texting on his phone. Are you going to listen, or are you going to text? Are you still talking about this bartender? She goes on to explain that Stacy said Heidi has every right to be mad, and she brings up the dance on the bar thing. She's like, you told her what she could, what you had to do to get her on the bar? I don't remember saying that, Spencer says as he like shrugs his shoulders. That's your only response to all of this? How dare you disrespect me like that? A very good Heidi quote. I love that Heidi quote. I'm going to start using that more. Like if someone's rude to me, I'm just going to be like, how dare you disrespect me like that? Yeah, I flirted with a bartender, end of the world. But the reality is you don't trust me. Wait, what? You flirted with someone, but you're mad at Heidi for being mad at you for flirting with someone? This is like the Playboy bunnies all over again. So the two of them start fighting, and he's like, for the last three years, we've been stuck together on the hip 24-7. I haven't even been around another female, even before he can respond. Heidi says, so am I depriving you? And he kind of rolls his eyes and shakes his head, and Heidi says she's going to Colorado to figure things out. Okay, tell your mom I said hello is what Spencer says. And this fight was pretty gnarly for the two of them. I can't lie. Again, Heidi did say that 90% of the fights with Spencer were fake. And I don't know if Heidi was real. Okay. Sometimes, Sometimes it's hard for me to tell. 
Okay, I know that they, Spidey specifically, is like everything was fake on the hills just because of how bad they looked, right? They're constantly like, no, that was fake, that was fake, that wasn't real, no, we never fight, we've never been apart, like all this crazy stuff. But I don't know. This one seemed a little more real. Maybe they were taking acting classes, I'm not 100% sure. But I believed this one, and it just makes Spencer look so bad. And it is kind of crazy that Spencer was just willing to, like, sacrifice all that and make himself look like such a villain for the show. But again, he wanted the money, he wanted the fame, so I also do understand that. Now we're in Colorado, and Heidi walks in and is greeted by a very happy Darlene. Darlene's like, welcome back, it's good to have you. But she says that she had a good flight, and Heidi says she's just sick of being frustrated. And she tells Darlene about the birthday party with, Heidi, with Lauren, which Darlene seems very happy about. She was thrown off and unhappy. She's, she's upset that I chose Spencer, but things changed and it felt like my old friend again. Now again, Darlene has been team Lauren since the get-go. She's never liked Spencer. She called Spencer like a sociopath and a psychopath. So hearing this, Darlene is just like all thrilled. And Heidi ends up filling Darlene in on the fight. She's like, Spencer got in a fight and Cameron had to get three stitches. He hit him in the head like six times. And I will say, Spencer did connect on those punches. It wasn't like he was missing. Like, he had his fist. He was going, going, going. And Darlene absolutely hates that. And she ends up saying, he's the common thread in every issue you're having in your life. Which, I mean, I don't think she's totally wrong. I don't know if it's still like that, but I wouldn't call it totally wrong. And Darlene says, things are better with her and Lauren, which is huge. Darlene really wants her and Lauren to be friends again because Heidi does not have girlfriends. I believe... Season two or three, when Spencer went to Colorado with her the first time, Darlene was like, she's always in relationships. She's always all in with relationships. Heidi doesn't know Heidi. And I do feel like we still see that to this day, to a point. I do think being a mother is great for Heidi. I think Heidi loves being a mom. But as her own person, I don't know if she has like an identity for herself. The next scene, we're at the fabric shop with Steph and Lauren, and they're still trying to convince us that these two are going to fit them, but Steph starts asking about fabric. She's like, should we have this fabric for jeans or a dress? And Lauren's like, I don't care. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. And Steph just kind of looks at her. She's like, okay, why aren't you being more helpful? And Lauren tells Steph that her birthday was more dramatic than she needed. Ugh, Heidi invited herself, Steph says. How did she invite herself? Good point. How did she know? How did she know about the party, Steph? How did she invite herself? She was like, Lauren's having a party. I should come. And Lauren kind of gives her this look. She's like, Steph, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I thought after SLS, um, Heidi's event, and before she can even finish, Lauren's like, she works for a company that threw the event. I didn't go to see Heidi. There were 1,500 other people there. Why can't you just get along with her? Because I hate your brother. What are you talking about? Look, Heidi, look at Heidi as her own person. She's her own person. And Lauren's like, it's inappropriate. You should have told her to go to dinner with me. You would, you would never go to din dinner with Heidi. Well, if I wouldn't go to dinner with her, what makes you think I would want her at my birthday? All she wants is her best friend back, Lauren. You need to stop. You need to stop pushing her on me. It's, it's not fair. And Lauren Conrad taught me what boundaries were. People could call her a bitch. People could call her whatever they want. But she taught me what boundaries meant and how to stick to those boundaries. From everything from her relationship with Jason to her relationship with Spencer and Heidi, she's very clear with her boundaries. And she does not want you to step over those boundaries. 
And unfortunately, Steph just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. Now we are at Cafe Muse, and we see Spencer sitting there at a table by himself. I was assuming Steph would pop up, but Brody pops in. And he's like, hey, brah, long time no see. And Spencer changes when he sees Brody. Like Brody goes, what's this vegan place? This is Muse, homie. <laughs> right away, Spencer's like Playboy Spence again. So, ma'am, what's going on? We haven't, we haven't uh, talked in a while, Brody asks. And Spencer basically explains everything with Heidi, right? He's like, yeah, Heidi went back to Colorado. We got into a, a gnarly fight. He probably didn't say gnarly. I just said gnarly. We got into a really big fight, and she just packed her bags and went out, and I don't know. I don't know what to do, man. I mean, you could hear the desperation in my voice. And what does Brody say? What advice do you think Brody gives to Spencer about this situation? Brody says, yeah, you should be pissed. She just up and left you and believed other people. Yeah, you should be mad. We're 25. Go spread your wings. You've been cooped up for too long. She up and left you. Let's go to clubbing. Let's go talk to some girls. Brody misses his wingman, and he's like, Spencer, you're 25. You don't need to get married, bro. And I feel like he has said that since day one, since Spencer was like, I'm going to marry this girl. Brody's like, don't do that. We're only kids. We're only children. Don't be a child bride, child husband, whatever. But Spencer kind of nods his head. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have a bro's night. We should go out. We should have some fun. Back in Colorado, we have one of the most awkward dinners I've ever seen. So things start off pretty well. We have Darlene, Tim, and Heidi, and we find out that Heidi didn't go home for Thanksgiving or Christmas. They spent the time with Spencer's family, which you can tell Darlene and Tim are not a fan of, but we start learning about this person named Colby. Um, Darlene's like, have you seen Colby at all? Do you talk to Colby? And Heidi's like, no, no. I think he was your first love, Darlene says. And Heidi's like, yeah, you know, high school, whatever. And she's kind of like, what the fuck? But guess who pops up? Colby pops up. Colby's like, oh, hey, hey, I didn't, I didn't know you guys were here. And Heidi's like, really? Because this feels like a setup. And Heidi hates this. I hate this. It's very cringe. But apparently Colby was the stud of their high school. He was a wrestler and won a lot of competitions. And Colby's cute. I think Colby is more my type than fucking Spencer is. <laughs> I don't think Spencer's ugly. I just think his personality is. But I do think that Colby is a good-looking guy. He has dimples, brown hair, light eyes, like very, very cute. And they just start talking. And Darlene's like, are you married? And he's like, no, no, not married. But as he's going on about like being a wrestler, Heidi's like, Spencer has a purple belt in jujitsu. And everyone just kind of looks at her and they're like, cool. But it's so cringe. I actually feel bad for Heidi. Darlene's trying really, really hard to get her to be like, no, date Colby. Colby's the good one for you. <laughs> Personally, I would date Colby again over Spencer. But when she brought up the jujitsu thing, I believe it was last episode, I was like, you know, I know he does that now. If I didn't say it, I meant to. So he actually does know how to fight in a way. I'm not going to say if he was in like a street fight that he would win, but he can definitely throw some punches, which we saw on Cameron's face. Now we have a very, very brief Brody and Lauren moment. They just sit on a couch at Avalon Hotel and they kind of like look at each other. Brody's like, where do you want to sit? What, what, what seat do you want? And Lauren's like, I'll sit in the middle. And then Lauren's like, it was awkward having Heidi there. And Brody agrees. And right away, he's like, don't get me started with Steph. We know Brody hates Steph Pratt with the fire of a billion suns. Something about Steph Pratt triggers something negative inside of Brody. 
But Brody ends up filling her in on the Spencer stuff. And he's like, yeah, I guess Heidi left and Spencer's in a really bad place. And Lauren makes a good point. She says the two people that they burned the most are the only two people that they have to call. How dark is that? They have no other friends other than friends that they've already like, <laughs> already like um, demonized, basically. Now we are back in Colorado, and this episode is very quick. I will say that. I'm already almost done with the recap, and I feel like I am only about like 20 minutes in. And I know most episodes are 20 minutes, but I do try and make them a little longer, but this one is just so quick. Again, we're in Colorado. We see Heidi, like, looking out over the mountains. She's definitely thinking about her life, thinking about her feels. And Darlene walks out with some hot chocolate or tea or coffee, a hot drink. You know what's funny about me? I hate hot liquids. Like, I will drink hot chocolate, but I'm not, like, I'm not someone who enjoys it typically. It has to be very cold or I'm home and I want to go to Dunkin' Donuts for a hot chocolate. But I do not like hot liquids. I don't even like soup. Like, I I don't know what it is. Maybe I burn my tongue one too many times. Anyway, Heidi starts talking to Darlene. She's like, I love that it's just drama-free here, and it's so relaxing. And Darlene loves when she's home. She's like, it keeps you grounded, and you need a break from L.A., and you need a break from Spencer. And again, Heidi's like, I'm my own person. I don't do exactly what Spencer wants. You're influenced by him. And I don't know where Heidi just goes, I think it's good we didn't get married. Dun, dun, dun. Is the marriage going to happen? We don't know yet. We know that they got married in Mexico, but is it is it really going to happen? It doesn't seem like it because the next scene, they are at the dime. And who is they? Spencer and Stacy. Poor Stacy had to flirt with Spencer to get, a pay, to get her MTV money, but she did a great job. Spencer's taking shots and he tells Stacy how Heidi left. And Stacy just goes... Yeah, when she came in here, I thought she was totally nuts. (laughs) Stacy's like, I will say whatever to get this MTV money. And what's funny is Stacy was like best friends with Kristen. So Stacy has been in this group for a while. And you know, she's just like very pretty. And they're like, we should, we should bring Stacy on. And their wheels were probably already turning that they wanted Kristen. So it just made sense. So Stacy pours another shot and Spencer goes, What's the toast? And she goes, To no crazy girlfriends. And Spencer's like, that's a toast I can get behind. And they both take the shot of tequila. And they're kind of just staring at each other. And he's like, closing time. She goes, I know, I know. It sucks. I I mean, I don't want this night to end yet. And then he's like, well, where are we going? And then there are a lot of back and forth glances, a lot of cuts between them just looking at each other. And then the credits roll. So we think Spencer is going to end up banging Stacy the bartender. And I was a little sold on it. You know, if I didn't know all the background of like most of this being fake, I would have believed that maybe, maybe Spencer's weird toothy smile was getting Stacy going. But we all know Stacy, Stacy's like, I'm going to flirt with you, get my MTV check, and then I'm going to go home. So that is season five, episode two. So if there's one thing you should know about me, it's that I'm very passionate about how Ava Witherspoon, Philippi, looks more like Ryan than she does Reese. I'm sure you guys have seen my crazy ass rants on my Instagram stories. I'm just stating the facts here, people. And I don't want to hear it's because Ryan and Reese look alike. They don't, okay? Ryan has very rounded features. Reese has a pointy chin. She has a pointier nose. It's very different. They both just have light hair, blue eyes. But one thing I will not stand for is people saying that Ava Phillippe's boyfriend looks like Ryan Phillippe. He absolutely does not. 
I am so sick of the entertainment world trying to tell me this. It's been a thing for like a year and a half, two years. They've been together a long time. And at first people commented, they were like, he looks exactly like your dad, blah, blah, blah. And she, finally someone was like, he looks nothing like your dad. These people don't know what they're talking about. And she actually responded to the comment and she was like, thank you for saying that. So I just have to say the only simul similarity between Ava's boyfriend and her father is that they both have curly hair, okay? Let's put this to rest. Let's stop talking about it and just understand <laughs> that they do not fucking look alike. It's just the hair. He looks more like Ryan Lockkey if we're going to say he looks like anybody. Now, my girl Kelly Clarkson, she is going through a really, really nasty divorce. And it just kind of came out how much she's going to be paying her piece of shit ex-husband a month. Are you ready? Are you ready? $200,000 a month. What in the actual fuck? I don't even know. First of all, I don't know how someone has that much money to give to somebody a month and still have enough money for them to live. But like, what is Brandon doing? Also, his mom is Reba, right? Or his stepmom. I'm sure he has some kind of money there. He also, it's not like he's hard on work. He manages Blake Shelton and he managed Kelly for a while. The idea that this man is going to be taking all of my American Idol's hard-earned money makes me absolutely furious. And there are a bunch of rumors circulating that they got divorced because he got a girl pregnant. That was the rumor. I don't know if anything has ever come from that. That was from a celebrity blind. And there are some people who are like, well, you know, Kelly and him cheated on his first wife. Yes, that is absolutely shitty if that's true. Rumor has it that they waited, but you know, you know what they say. We don't know if they wait, you know, whatever. But that is really shitty to cheat on someone for sure. You should definitely wait until they are completely broken up. But $200,000 a month, and that is with a prenup, that is absolutely crazy. And someone on Twitter like came at me, they were like, you know, it's not that crazy. Some people make more money. I'm like, shut the fuck up. It's still crazy. It's like, okay, if you're getting paid $300,000 a month or $200,000 a month, it's still a crazy amount of money. I can't, I can't believe it. I cannot believe that that is happening to my girl, Kelly Clarkson. I hope that somehow she gets out of this and doesn't have to pay this greasy man all this money because it's not deserved. Now, the $300,000 one is from Nicole Young. She'll get $3.5 million a year in spousal support amid her divorce to Dr. Dre. And listen, I'm gonna say that's a crazy amount too. I feel like that is a crazy, crazy, crazy amount of money. How, what do you even spend $300,000 a month on? I guess if you have a fucking mansion, you need to have money to pay it off. But in my head, I'm just like, how do you even spend that much money? Like, not only are you receiving $3.5 million a year, what are you spending it on? You know what I mean? I'm like, what judge is like, yup, that's the correct amount. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm doing something wrong. I need to go wife up a country singer and then, you know, leave them or something. I need to do that. So if anyone knows of any country singers who might want to date a 30 year old with a podcast, you just tell them to slide into my DMs. Honestly, it could be an open relationship. As long as I get money, I don't care. <laughs> now, last week I did talk about baby in his homophobic comments, his comments about HIV and AIDS. I don't think I actually talked about that but it went along with his rolling loud performance. And again, to me, I'm just like, 
you know, you're a performer. All you have to do is perform. You know, people don't need to even hear from you. So if you want to be homophobic, like in your own life, fine. That's that's your choice. But you don't need to do it on stage. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But he has been removed from a lot of lineups. He was removed from Lollapalooza. He was removed from Governor's Ball and a few others. And he just put out a statement. And the statement, I think, is very, very weak. He's a 29-year-old man. He's basically like, social media moves so fast, I can't educate myself, and I'm already canceled. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I can't really get behind that one. Because as I've said a million times, right, like, I don't, I think people should be held accountable. I think people should be allowed to grow. I think if people are really putting in the work, like, for sure, like, they definitely deserve all of their career back. But to try and be like, you guys didn't give me time to grow when you, you just, I don't know. To me, I'm just like, that's fucking common sense. You don't do that kind of stuff. And he is a replaceable guy right now. I mean, he is very, like, he's doing great with his career, but somebody puts in Roddy Rich in his position, in his lineup spot, and people are going to be like, okay, I'll listen to that too. You know what I mean? So it's just so interesting to watch people double down and then everyone's like, well, this is cancel culture. This, it's like, no, it's holding him accountable for the words that he said. Now, in a year, say if he put in work and in a year, people still don't want him on their stage, that's probably more cancel culture. But if they're trying to hold you accountable for words that you said that like really hurt an entire community, to me, that's not cancel culture. That's holding you accountable. But I guess we'll see what happens with him. My guess is he'll go maybe quiet. But he has he has been pretty loud on social media. And again, he also doubled down on his words about AIDS and stuff. He was like, you know, don't matter because my fans aren't aren't dirty, is what he said. My fans aren't doing dirty stuff and getting AIDS and HIV. That was kind of what his apology was. And now his apology this time was like more thorough. But I don't, I don't know. I'm sure he'll make a comeback. You know, a lot of people make comebacks. Morgan Wallen made a comeback. Um, I don't know if he ever really like went away to be, he went out of the public eye, but he was still on the charts and stuff. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens with the baby. Um, I don't know. Last week I talked about how Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly didn't go to that movie premiere amid COVID fears is what they said. Then MGK just basically said the movie sucked. They didn't want to promote it. They didn't want to talk about it, but they were at Lollapalooza. So I guess they don't have that much COVID fear. Um, it's actually crazy. I don't think I would do well at any kind of music festival. Like looking at those photos, COVID aside, COVID aside, I would not do well in those crowds, like packed together like sardines in a hot, hot heat. I'm like, what do you, what do you do if you have to pee? Do you just kind of go there? Like, no, no, I, I wouldn't do well there. And if I did, I'd probably just sit way in the back. I don't think I would ever want to be up against the, um, the guardrail or anything like that. It was announced that Frank Ocean will be headlining the 2022 Coachella. So that means we're going to get new Frank Ocean music, which is exciting. I, you know, I have to say when I first heard his music, I was like, he's super talented. Like I, again, never take away his talent just wasn't for me. I recently revisited his music and I was like, okay, Kelly, what the fuck was wrong with you? Like you used to not listen to Beyonce. Now, now you listen to Lemonade every other day. Used to not listen to Frank Ocean. Now you listen to him. It's kind of like, what what was wrong with me for a while? I guess I just needed to open my mind, open my heart, open my ears a little bit more. 
And I'm glad I did because I'm liking a lot more music than I used to. There is a rapper from Massachusetts named Joyner Lucas. I really like him. If you if you need to listen to some rap music, I would definitely check out uh, J. Cole or Joyner Lucas. Those two are my absolute favorites. So the new Jackass movie is coming out, and I cannot lie. I think it's coming out in October, but they're really like putting a lot of press for it right now. I guess October's not far away. It's already August. Jesus. But I cannot lie. I love the Jackass movies. I can't stop. I grew up with an older brother in the early 2000s who would try all the Jackass stunts, and I would just sit there and watch. Like, I don't know what it is about those people and, like, their crazy asses, but I absolutely love it. And I don't know if you guys have seen Bam Margera. He's talking a lot of shit about the Jackass guys. Bam Margera is not well. I really hope Bam Margera gets the help he needs, and I genuinely mean that. Listening to him speak about how they were like, you have to get sober if you're going to do this movie. And he was like, no, that's not fair to me. And I'm just kind of like, he sounds like every other person who I've seen with the drug problem trying to just lay the blame on other people, which I don't think's fair. Um, they did make Steve-O get clean in order for him to join Jackass again. Like Johnny Knoxville, I don't know. Do you guys remember that documentary on MTV with Steve-O? He basically sat him down and was like, you need to become sober or else you're done or else you're not doing this anymore. And Steve-O took it, and now he's sober, and he's still a part of the Jackass clan, which we love. But I really hope that Bam Margera gets the help that he needs. I think we can all sympathize with that to a point, for sure. So I don't know if you guys saw, Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. And I get it. I understand why she's mad. She said it's breach of contract that her movie, The Black Widow, was released on both streaming and in box office. She said something to the effect of like, no, that was breach of contract. I had no idea. But I wonder if like it is COVID. You know what I mean? So even though people are streaming your movie, you're still getting those views. And I don't know if she's making less money because of it, but I'm almost like, why bite the hand that feeds you, right? Like you're still making a lot of money, but... Am I, yeah, but also it's like, she is a woman and I'm sure people are like, oh, she's being greedy when like, I am sure that she gets paid less than say someone like Thor, Chris, Hitt Chris Hemsworth. So I do see her wanting to get her bag, like getting paid what she deserves. And I guess I just caught myself being like, you know, maybe don't bite the hand that feeds you. But if it was a guy doing it, people would be like, yeah, yeah, you should give him the money. So I take back what I just said. See, I just learned and corrected. <laughs> I just corrected myself right then and there. Now, The weekend has come out and said that he is now sober light, which means he doesn't do party drugs anymore. He just smokes weed sometimes and drinks sometimes. And I kind of feel like the word sober gets thrown around a lot. Like California sober, if you're just smoking weed instead of doing heroin. I know Demi said that now they are California sober. And I guess to me, it's just like, you're still using to a point. So why use the word sober? Like, especially say the weekend, he's still drinking and smoking. So why even use the word sober? Like, just say you're doing what most people do. He stopped doing hard drugs and party drugs. So we love that for him, but he's just like not doing that anymore. I don't know why you have to use the word sober. And again, I don't know if it's just because like I get touchy with that stuff because it's run so rampant in my family. I smoke sometimes, I drink, but I would never call myself sober light because of that. I would just call myself like Kelly, I don't know. 
but I am excited for new weekend music. I love the weekend's music. His latest music I haven't been like super into, but his old stuff, um, his Drunken Love remix is one of my all-time favorite songs. I think it's so fucking good. And his trilogy albums, like, The Weeknd is an incredible singer. Um, again, I haven't really liked, like, Blinding Lights and his newer music, but I fuck with The Weeknd, if, especially if he goes back to his old sound. I am here for it 100%. And I just have to say, I think Simone Biles is the GOAT no matter what. I know a lot of people give her hell for, you know, she pulled out because her mental health and she had something called the twisties, which sounded like fucking scary as shit. I mean, if Tom Brady can lose two Super Bowls and still be the GOAT, you know, I think Simone Biles can do the same. And I was thinking about it and I was kind of like, I've lied about stuff because of my anxiety. Like the fact that she was able to open up about it. And I feel like every, every like gymnast who had to go through the Larry Nasser um, generation, which is a lot of fucking gymnasts, I don't know. I don't hold anything against them. You know, I can only imagine how hard that is, all the pressure, and then having to speak up and go to like court and speak out against this abuser and then kind of go back to where you were when you were abused, like going back to the Olympics where I'm sure the abuse was insane. Of course, all the abuse was insane. Sorry. I'm not trying to like minor anything, like make anything minor. Um, But I'm sure that did take a lot out of her. And I just, you know, Simone Biles has all of my support, as do any athletes that come out and talk about their mental health and how they struggle. I think it's really important, and it's crazy how mental health is still a stigma. But, you know, I think we are growing from, from having it be a stigma, I should say. But I think that's all I got for Pop Culture Brunch this week, guys, because I'm not talking about Benefer. I won't fucking do it. Now, I'm not going to talk all about The Hill's New Beginnings because I thought this episode was kind of boring. I will say this episode and last episode definitely didn't bring it the way the middle few episodes did. But the fact that Brody was mad at Caitlyn for not telling him, like, first that she was pregnant is absolutely insane to me. And I don't know if there's something wrong with me for thinking that, but Brody's like, how dare I find out from other people? And I'm kind of like, um, you've brought around like 23-year-olds to parties with the Hills cast, and Caitlin doesn't have to tell you anything. He mentioned how she picked up one of the dogs because she wanted to go for a hike, and she could have told him then, and all this stuff. But I guess to me, I'm still just like, she never has to tell you anything. You are not the father of her child. You are not her husband. You kind of never wanted kids, so I could kind of see why she was like, I don't really, you know, doesn't feel the need to tell you, and she she's getting her happy ending, so we hope. Chris seems like a good guy. He's very cute. He's already a parent, and I really hope that they last. I like Caitlyn. You know, Caitlyn's like kind of boring, but I like her, and I just love how Brody's like, what about me? What about my feelings? That is where's my hug energy to the max. I don't care what anybody says. But yeah, it really rubbed me the wrong way. And he called her like fake and all this stuff. And he's like, when they were breaking the dishes, he's like, I'm breaking up with fake people. I hate fake people. I'm like, we know, Brody. You've been hating on fake people since season two of The Hills. Like this is a played out act. But I don't know. I guess it really bothered me the way he reacted. And he was like, you know, I should have found out from you first and... I just don't think Caitlyn owes Brody anything, even if they are friends. He's like, I should have been one of the first 10 people for sure. I don't know. I just, I don't think so. 
I do not think that he has any right to be upset. And I would love to know what you guys think because when he was like being all upset about it, I was like, you're acting mad when you didn't even want children. Like, why are you so upset right now? Um, so that's my Brody Jenner, Caitlyn rant. The, the episode overall I didn't think was bad. I still don't get why Spidey and the Wallers hate each other. Well, I get it. Okay, I do. But I just wish they'd actually have a conversation about it instead of, you know, Spidey getting mad and won't be held accountable for their actions, basically. But I also don't know if Jason and Ashley have handled it the right way. But they needed to show up and... I guess there's going to be no talking about the fighting. But next week is the season, or this week, I'm sorry, is the season finale. So we shall see what happens there. But as always, I want to thank you guys for hanging out this week. I want to thank you guys so much for your support of Beyond the Blinds. Um, We do have a Patreon, so if you sign up for that, you will get more episodes. I am doing a Kaler one this week. I know you guys want me to do Kaler here, but it has to be behind a paywall because I am afraid of Swifties. And I just, I, I appreciate your support on everything. And I will talk to you guys next week, okay? Make good choices. Don't pop Molly, because I don't know how old you are if you're listening to this. Recovery time's longer than you'll remember. And yeah, I just want to say, I hope you guys have an re- awesome rest of your week. Make sure you subscribe and rate. And again, if you if you're not sick of my beautiful angelical voice and probably Gail as well because she's loud as fuck. Um, Make sure to listen to Beyond the Blinds and I believe I am doing Adderall and Compliments again soon. Also Lex Nico. I will definitely post on my story if you want to listen to those. But I know with Annabelle on Adderall and Compliments, I have never seen 13 going on 30. So I will be recapping that movie with her. And I just hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.